Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An Insecure Podcast on Post Show Recap? No worries, we got y'all. Insecure Season 5, Episode 7, Chillin' Okay? It's over, but we're just getting started. It's your boy Chappelle, and I'm back with another one. And this week, uh, I'm joined, of course, as usual, by uh, my co-host, Miss Mari Forth. Mari, how are you? Hi, Chappelle. Uh, you know, we're back. It's just the two of us um, for mm-hmm. the first time ever. So here to break down this episode that was just like a really good character study, very closed, you know, very closed type of episode. I really like this um, episode and, and kind of where we're headed for this last stretch of the of the season. How about you? Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. This was a good one for me because. It reminded me of the old insecure days where because it's, it's got mm-hmm. our core character group that we like, right? Like these are the ones, mm-hmm. our day ones almost. We got yep. Issa and her and her friends, and we got Lawrence, right? And now mm-hmm. we got Lawrence and you know, and his side story, but we get the main characters that we've gotten used to over the course of these last five seasons. You know, Molly's there, Tiffany, Kelly, and Issa, like our core four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I really enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh also, I did notice that this is one of the few episodes where there's not a lot of of uh, transitioning be- between different locations. It was really only, yes. you know, one house. It was Issa's apartment and Condola's mm-hmm. uh, home. Uh, yes. And do you think that it has something to do with COVID? Do you think they're like locking them down because they didn't want to bring in a lot of extra going on? Because you got to remember, this was hmm. filmed, you know, in a world where it's a pandemic on the outside, even though they're not right. acknowledging it on the inside. Well, First off, I did like the transitions between Issa's house and Condola's. Like it was always like a street shot. It was like a, a like a fading shot. Like so, I feel like that shot in itself was trying to say like this is happening in real time at the same time. So I really like that transition. Um, but also, uh, from what I understood, from what I think it was Prentice Penny said on um, uh, Twitter was that they've been trying to do like this bottle style episode for like five seasons now. So I don't mm-hmm. really think that COVID had too much to do with it. It seems like they just really wanted us to sit down with these characters, you know, in one space, maybe for the, you know, the last time really like to really flesh out some stuff. Um, and they wanted to have a big, I think they said in the wind down too, that they really wanted to have that big reveal and everything with Tiffany and stuff. So um, I don't, I personally don't think this is COVID uh, related i think they've been just trying to nail home these final episodes here 
Oh, yeah, that probably makes sense. And, you know, we mm-hmm. need that, right? We don't get a lot of the main characters all in the same space anymore. I mean, we did have the moment at the class reunion where we had, you know, the core group together with Derek as well. Um, but here it's like, yeah, this is the reason why I watch Insecure. I watch for the characters mm-hmm. and how they interact. I like watching the happy, successful Black people kind of intermingling on a show that isn't mm-hmm. circled around, you know, like slavery or poverty trauma. or, you know, trauma, mm-hmm. you know. So this was just them <laughs> in their own space, living yeah. life, some, you know, Black people joy. We love that. So I enjoyed the episode. I've heard mixed reviews about the season online yeah. here and there. We've, we've gotten some feedback that about mm-hmm. some mixed reviews as well. So Mari, did you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. Um, as always, you can email us. Uh, oh, shoot. Let me, I'm trying to plug the email and then didn't even have it, but was it insecure at post show recaps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Post show recaps, uh, com. So we did get a, we did get an email. Um, from Jason, they said, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase some parts, but I, I do want to address some of the parts um, in this email." So they said, uh, "Hi, love the in depth analysis uh, you guys do. However, I wish you discussed more how terrible or lackluster the season has been. I just feel like nothing really had happened, and we keep expecting something to happen, but it doesn't." Uh, I'm gonna stop right there. And uh, Jason, where have you been? I've been talking about how uh, you know for about two three episodes there I was checked out so I mean I feel like we've we've had a pretty fair um like I think we've been pretty fair on the season in a sense of saying when we've been disappointed and and when we liked what we've um seen what do you think Chappelle yeah I I I understand what Jason is saying because I've been pretty positive about the season I know Asia Mm -hmm. was as well so after the last podcast episode you probably do get the feel that we are higher on the season uh but yeah Mari has pointed out several times (laughs) that you know this has not been her favorite season and so I do think we cover both sides of the spectrum like the good the bad the in-between kind of the things that you feel like you're missing some of the Mm -hmm. uh like the drama that could be there and also acknowledging that only got 10 episodes they're 30 minutes long and there's not much you can do in the last season because you can't exactly you, you know, we don't have anywhere to go from here so i think we've been fair yeah and then the funny thing is like literally after those two episodes what was that episodes th- three three and four i think it was three four and five actually i think were the ones i was like the most down on last week's uh last week episode six was the one where i was like okay i think i'm back and um i i remember listening to those episodes like am i the drama like am I <laughs> <laughs> so i think we've been more than fair fair and i i agree to some extent like i like we said there were i think episode three episode four it felt like very game of thronesy like nothing is happening but you know it, it, it's moving slow and yeah it's probably not the season that we all envisioned um when they told us back in january that this was the last season but this is what we're getting and at this point i'm kind of i'm i'm waiting for it to finish like i i guess i'm more waiting for it to stick the landing so i can really go back and really absorb everything as somebody who watches the the episodes twice every week i think that um They've been better on the rewatch. I do think that uh, as people, the two of us, we talk about this all the time. We we ju- we binged uh, for the four seasons before we went into the season. So I think a lot of people are forgetting a lot of the setup in that we're getting the payoff for this season. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So 
I, I think we've been more than fair. And, and that kind of leads into their next point. They said, like, they, to paraphrase, they're like, you know, we haven't heard about Daniel or Issa's brother, or what about um, Frida from season one? Um, they said they want those those characters and and people. They would love to check in with those people, and instead, uh, we're getting Nathan and his crew of misfits, who um, Jason says they have no loyalty or feelings about. Like, why do we need to spend two or three episodes with Sugar and Risha? It's beyond frustrating. So, to that point, I'm always I'm going to say like, if you've been paying attention, and again, as somebody who just freshly watched all four seasons to prepare for this every single one of those people except for Issa's brother I do agree with that I do want to see um some more uh mod is that his name um so. yeah so but the Daniel and Issa like I he, it was he, that left on a like a goodbye Issa like that was that was an ending and so did Frida like I think they tied up those those links and I think we said it in maybe episode two or episode three that um, you don't need to trot out every character in a final season if it doesn't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care. Like, uh, you know, if Issa runs into Frida at a farmer's market, okay. But, you know, just kind of shoving them in there just to say it's the last season. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that um, personally. Right. And I get that. And I definitely get what Jason's saying, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you grow to love these characters. We spent plenty of episodes with Frida and Daniel, Dro, uh, Candace, like the the list goes on. Um, uh, All of Molly and Issa's exes, you know, have come and gone. Yeah, it's the last season. Right. So for me, I'm okay with us kind of closing the book on them and starting a new. So we get a few new characters to learn about. It's not like they got any real strong storylines. I mean, we get a little Mm -hmm. drama with Shug. Drama happens. We get a little drama. You know, we get some funny moments from Risha. But I think what it is, is that four seasons ago, we started on this journey and we had Issa meeting these people and having her love interests and, and these trials and tribulations of her and her friends. And then you move on, you know, you grow old, yeah. you get older. Uh, that's and so that's true. the same way in life, right? Like mm-hmm. you might not be friends with all the same people that you were friends with in the drama. That was drama for you years ago. Sometimes you'll look back at that and don't even remember how you, mm-hmm. you know, why that was so important to you in that moment. So, Although I agree with Jason that I do miss. Listen, I love Frida, and I, I <laughs> yeah. you know, like my people, like my people haven't popped up either. But at the same time, it's like, no, nah, we're moving forward, and we're looking for new beginnings for Issa and the group. So you know, I don't think that's a huge issue for me. Yeah. Um, and just a few more final thoughts. This one I definitely have to read verbatim. Now on to Molly. So you're telling me we lost the cute light skinned by guy Nathan. Um, I think she I think they meant Jared there, but that's um, Jared. That's Jared, yeah. not Nathan. Yeah. We we then lost Dro and we lost Andrew only to settle for and arrive at Torian. This is the saddest things I've ever seen on television. And I truly hope Molly is alone at this point because she just deserves better than this. So this is the one part where I have to be, I, I have to say I, I completely disagree. And we're definitely going to go into it this episode. I think Molly is literally the only not the only character, but to me, she is the main character this season showing true, absolute growth and good riddance to every single one of those people on that list. Like, I definitely don't need to see Dro. We're going to talk about that. Um, but Jared, I think, was a lesson for her. Like, that was a hard lesson that she had to swallow because she and I think she realizes that she had so many standards. She made an assumption and she lost out on a good guy. And she realized that. And I think she needed to realize that to end up where she's at 
today. And you can say the same about Andrew. So I think Molly has done a excellent job with they've done an extra excellent job with molly's arc and settling for torian i don't i don't think it's a, a settle really like again um hopefully latanya will be able to come back and tell us um how she arrived at torian because she she rewatched the show like we did and she she had called molly versus torian in episode one so clearly there have been um there have been um things laid there like the tracks have been laid there for it to be be torian so i don't see it as settling and we'll we'll again talk about it in this episode but i think molly is really uh playing this really well here um chappelle uh anything about that for you yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one, Jason. You lost me here because you know, from what listen, from what we know about Dro, he's married. He, yeah. he didn't he, like he didn't want the same things Molly wanted. Like Molly wanted yes. a relationship with a married man, and he wanted somebody that he could hang out with when he wasn't with his wife. And so that doesn't really like land for me uh, as far as um, Jared goes. That's just a failed relationship. They happen. People come, people go. Same thing mm-hmm. with Andrew. What I probably have the biggest concern about is what's wrong with Torian? Like, you know, like Torian is a lawyer. Um, he is uh, like, he seems like he's doing fine for himself. He hasn't been, mm-hmm. you know, extremely rude to her outside of, you know, their, their normal bantering, snipering each other. Um, but he hasn't treated her poorly or anything like that. So I wouldn't <laughs> say it's settled. Now, Jason, if you ain't attracted to Torian, just say that. But yeah. as, as far as, <laughs> as, far as uh, Molly goes, I I think she's fine. I don't think this is any any problem. Now, if we saw Torian being like super problematic or something like that, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, okay, Molly, work on yourself. But right now, we have no reason to believe that Torian is a settle for Molly. So, moving forward, we might see something different, but I'll keep an eye out on it. And uh, thank you for your feedback, Jason, because I think this is one of our longest feedbacks that we've gotten for the show so far. <laughs> yes, it it is. And I just wanted to do one more verbatim because uh, I think this is... Judging by the next time on, I think we're going to get more uh, info on this. Uh, But they said, lastly, I feel like I'm watching a different show from you when it comes to Crenshaw and Issa. I'm not a huge fan of Issa's, but she didn't do anything wrong except maybe not fight super hard to preserve his vision. I think he's being whack AF and she should she should have checked him ages ago. She was doing her job. And if he didn't want to follow her points, then he should have told her up front and moved on. Instead, he used Issa, which to me shows he's a loser. So we're not going to get into this because we I think we did this for like two or three episodes talking about the Crenshaw and Issa's uh, dynamic. So everybody can go back and listen to that. Um, But I would love to hear everybody's you know, we'd love to hear everybody's perspectives. Um, Do you guys uh, agree about the Crenshaw and and Issa takes that we have? What are your takes on Crenshaw and Issa? What do you feel about Molly and Torian? We'd love to hear from you. And just like Jason, we'll read it here on the podcast if we can. So please uh, send us an email insecure at postshowrecaps.com and we will read it here. Yes. And Mari, with that, Thank you. That was great. With with mm-hmm. that, uh, we are going to toss it to our first ad break before we get into the episode and talk about all the nitty gritty and all the shenanigans for Issa and her friends. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And we're back. So... Let's jump right in. The episode starts with Issa rolling up <laughs> to prepare for what what I assume is like a girls weekend yes. or a sleepover, sleepover of some sort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we get our crew. We get uh, Issa's friends, Kelly, Tiffany and Molly. They're all there. And we see them all entering the room just ready to have this girls weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. This is foreign to me. I don't. I don't know, mm-hmm. like a lot of guys have guys weekends, but like, <laughs> me, and, me and my homeboys, we like, we'll watch football and stuff, but I don't think we've ever been like, let's have a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mari, this is new information for me. So what is, what is really? a girl's weekend typically like? Oh my gosh. A girl's sleepover weekend, like, especially when you're a grown up, it's so, it's so fun and it's so cathartic. It always ends up in like tears and and like <laughs> Kelly said, it 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 goes there. It's happening. Like mm-hmm. I just had I just had a sleepover this weekend with one of my best friends. Uh, of course, it included kids. We had we all had our our kids, so it kind of <laughs> evolves. Like a girl's sleepover always involve evolves, and I will be having one on New Year's when I get to go see my other besties um and with their kids, and, you know, so and our husbands. So you know sleepovers as an adult and especially as a woman are just always so fun and especially when you're in those you know your 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 mid-20s to your 30s or whenever you and your girls just get a chance to hang out and just drink a lot of wine and we do the same thing like we play like random games normally our ours involve like um i don't know if you know the ox gods card game shout out to them that's mm-hmm. a great card game if you want to play or cards against humanity you always start out with like something like that and then it does always delve into like you remember 10 years ago when when this happened <laughs> this happened lamps come i mean vases come up so this was yes. a perfect representation of what a, a, a women's sleepover was and it was just so nice to like watch an episode based on it yeah, no, this is cool. We see, you know, Tiffany walks in with her Ivy Park that we know she ended up paying the expensive prices for off the StockX. You know, me and, Mari, me and Mari, no, you don't listen. You don't Never buy the that. resellers. You got to you got to play the game out nope. here. Um, I'm but, up at nine. <laughs> up, at, up at nine. Sneakers <laughs> app on like on refresh, man. Um, but yeah, so it looks like they they have the massages and the dinner plan. And they start mm-hmm. the pregame with the soggy blunts. Because they want to decompress and they want to take Molly's mind off her mother, who we find out is actually doing better. Um, mm-hmm. And so the women start the pregame. The next scene is them sitting all out on like uh, Issa's balcony and okay, kind of yeah. 
yeah, like it's more like a porch, I guess. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but they're taking pictures of sunset, and their moment is interrupted when they get the call alerting them that uh, the pipe has burst at the spa, and they won't be able to get their massages with the hot rocks and all that stuff. Now, Mark, <laughs> I've never had the hot rock massage, but that is what I think a massage is supposed to be. So I'm always yes. like, oh, I'm about to go get a massage. I need them hot rocks. I need that. Yes, um, I, yeah. I am a fan of the hot uh, rocks massage. <laughs> I do have a massage envy subscription. Um, I have my own masseuse. I go to the same lady every time, and mm. it it was sad. I was like, I was like, what had to happen when she, when she picked up the phone? I was like, okay, they're canceling the spa, but I was like, what had to happen for them to can? They do not cancel massages. Like yeah. that's just something that does not happen very often. So unless there's like an emergency, so yeah, the spa the pipe burst, so they couldn't do that. But you know, they still they stay home. They you know they rolled some more, they smoked some more. They they were like, well, let's drink let's pregame before <laughs> our um before our reservations at eight so you know nothing lost uh even though tiffany was dreaming about them rocks in her sleep and Issa offered to get the ones off the porch and throw them in the the microwave <laughs> for her. Look, look i might i might have to try it i've never had a hot rock massage but i do love a good massage yeah, I, uh, mm-hmm. the last time i was at the massage parlor i um you know how they have like the music playing yes uh, mama sue she left the room i don't know what she went to go get but i was laying there and i was like alexa um play uh Ari Lennox and so uh when she came <laughs> oh. back we had we had like the soothing sounds of the ocean was gone and she came back to break me up and get you get you yeah yeah when that like you you lucky she didn't run out the door and she thought you got to Deshaun Watson <laughs> she oh no no she came back she was dying laughing she was like I did not play this it's like oh it was on shuffle um but um, just don't leave me with the ox that's all I'm saying but um yeah allegedly, so they I have to say allegedly too oh yeah <laughs> allegedly allegedly Deshaun Watson whatever we'll yeah. see but. Issa does have a better idea than polishing off the soggy blunts. She ends up uh, playing my song, Keisha Cole mm-hmm. and Diddy's Last Night. Yes. And- um, I think you mean Danny D. Kane's Last Night that Diddy stole from the group. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I mean, Diddy, Diddy has done so many wrongs. There should be a deep dive on all the people. Like, what is it? The, the ground is littered with the bodies that Diddy has stepped yes. over to the top. Yes. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. Danity Kane. Um, you know, <laughs> yes. you, you're going too soon. But yeah, this song jams. I was in I was in heaven right here. Okay. okay. I love this yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Keisha Cole was in her bag, Mari. I remember when this song came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, man. Every she time. hit them notes that the, the mother girls couldn't. I feel bad for the uh Dawn because Dawn was hitting them notes, but the other were, other girls yeah. weren't. So I ain't trying to snatched you. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's what we need to podcast about. Making the band rewatch <laughs> the oh rise and fall of Danny yeah. Kane. <laughs> and day twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, the list goes oh on. Where's Donnie? Um yeah. but anyway, um, yeah, but this is just to buy time for Issa to go get the hat so she can start the infamous question game. Now, Mari, you told me mm-hmm. you play games, you do the Oxford yeah. game. Have you ever played the question game before? <laughs> No, apparently Issa says she, uh, Issa Ray went on Twitter and said that she actually made this game up in college. Oh. I mean, sure, like we we didn't do much anything like this. It was just your regular truth or dare and stuff stuff like this, but stuff like that. But this was a, a really cool game. Um, 
throwing those questions in the hat and and letting fate decide basically <laughs> yeah and the questions get real like this is your chance mm-hmm. to throw a question and then whatever comes out of the, uh, the hat you got to answer the question and we see kelly isn't scared because in her words a bitch got preguntas and so yep. she got <laughs> questions and we're waiting to see the answers to those questions uh, a little later on in the episode um mm-hmm. mari in a way this will be the questions uh game for us because i will be asking you plenty of those questions coming soon are you Wait, ready what? Okay. Yeah, I mean, we got to talk about the episode, so yeah. You know, <laughs> so we'll get to those in a second, but we do have to check in with my boy Lawrence. Hive, we out here today. We we back with Lawrence, and we see him. I don't want to say in the ghetto, but he is at his baby mama's house. Um, and you know, sometimes you know we've seen with the past that Condola and Lawrence have it. It gets a little ratchet over there. Um. He's there to drop off baby Ja and he notices that she has a shelf outside that hasn't been, well, a shelf that hasn't been put together completely yet. He offers mm-hmm. to complete it. And this moment is kind of awkward, at least from my point of view. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like the two are getting along. Right, Mari? Yeah. Well, yes, it's awkward because like, you know, he asked if she wants to do it, if he could do it for her. And then she's like, oh, I got a friend coming next week. And he's like, well, I'm right here. Like, I can see why she was like, I don't know about that because putting together a shelf, that's like, that's a relationship status. Like, that's a man puts together your shelf. Like, that mm-hmm. that's, you know, so it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. But I like that she accepted his help because I think this is kind of, and, and we also open with him handing her baby Eli, um, where we know that, or what it's, 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 um, it's insinuated that <laughs> Eli uh, it's insinuated that he stayed with him overnight you know so this is our confirmation that uh, Lawrence has graduated to the overnight stays by himself and then mm-hmm. her trusting him to put up the shelf is like giving up a little bit of like letting him help so it's a it's you know it's it's metaphors on metaphors like Condola's letting go and letting him help yeah, you're right. Putting together stuff, that IKEA furniture, like you know, <laughs> yeah. that's relationship stuff. Because if you got a dude that's around here and he be over here, why he can't do it? I, I'm yeah. definitely not signing up to do something and somebody else don't gotta do that stuff. And like, what, what are you talking about here? And so like, <laughs> like that's relationship stuff. Like, like folding clothes. What J Cole say? Yeah, like you folding mm-hmm. clothes with somebody. Okay, y'all together, together. Y'all go together. Um, right. So. Yeah, so I was I was kind of surprised to see that this was happening uh, because I don't know how I feel yet about Lawrence and Condola, but we'll get into that a little uh-huh. bit later. Uh, back at the hangout, the sleepover, they start the question game with um, what is an embarrassing story that nobody knows? <laughs> and Molly reveals that she has never seen Love Jones. Now, Issa is shocked by this because they bonded <laughs> over seeing Love Jones in college. A few episodes ago, we found out Mari doesn't play spades. Yeah. Mari, mm-hmm. Mari Ford, have yes. you at least seen Love Jones? I actually have seen Love Jones. Yes, she did it. I, I saw it about <laughs> seven worried. years ago. Like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. this is, it's better late than never. Better late than I never. Was, I was like well into like 23, 24 or whatever, and I had mm-hmm. never seen it, and I was by myself for work I was traveling and it came on like VH1 one day and I was like I've never seen this I have nothing to do it's 8 o'clock at night on a Friday let me watch it and I watched it and I was just like oh my god like I get it and then I did wish I had seen it sooner Mm -hmm. you know it's way better than Love and Basketball I don't understand why Love Jones is not every black girl's (laughs) favorite movie 
No, no, they love loving basketball. I don't it's just so raggedy. That. It's the it's worst. So, it is the it's worst. Like, <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like uh, I'll play you for my heart, but also I'm gonna dunk on you in the meantime. Yes. You know, like so make you play me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, if that's what the women like, that just shows you women be yeah, toxic sometimes. Um, uh. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I remember a few years ago I I watched New Jack City for the first time. Uh, I was a Ooh. I was in my grown ass age watching New Jack City, and I was sitting wow. in front of the TV with my mouth wide open. I was like, Pookie, no, oh, like <laughs> I, I swear you would have thought it tore my world asunder. So I get it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is one of the embarrassing questions that they have. The other questions that they have aren't that, I mean, the other um, moments that they've had that were supposed to be embarrassing that nobody knows about really aren't that embarrassing after yeah. all, at least from my point of view. Um, right. Kelly talks Kelly talks about drinking a bunch of Red Bulls. Uh, Tiffany talks about her, her me time, um, yep. if you will. <laughs> um, and I think it's just a situation where these people know each other way too well, or they've just gotten to the point where there's just not that much to share. What do you think, Mari? Yeah, I, I exactly that. Like, I'm trying to think what I would tell my friends that they don't already know. If I embarrass myself, they don't be the only ones to know about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. So, I, I think it just might be that they know each other uh, too well already. But that whole Kelly, Kelly waking up and drinking two Red Bulls every morning, that love yourself sis like yeah love yourself. like don't do that that's not yeah, good i don't not think a good, good. <laughs> she she said she didn't have a menstrual cycle for a while but she definitely yeah. probably had wings because the red bull don't give you nothing else it'll give you that um mm-hmm. so one of the uh other questions that they ask is if if each of them would spend their lives with the last person that they slept with and here's Mm -hmm. one of the like primary conflicts in the episode we see Issa Mm -hmm. revealing her insecurity about the relationship with Nathan she tells her friends that uh, he called her inconsistent and to Issa's shock they all believe you know like they are like oh wow yeah like oh for real girl what you um but Issa's confiding in them that she doesn't know where they stand since he left her I love you hanging um mm-hmm. she also contemplates starting all the way over with someone new Mario, how do you feel about mm-hmm. Issa potentially moving on here away from Nathan after their I love you disagreement it was just again so unsure it's like okay so i'm assuming once we saw you guys drop it on the couch you have not talked since you know what i'm saying so it's just kind mm-hmm. of like oh i guess it, it, it they, she just always they leave stuff up in the air they just leave stuff up in the air and it's just i don't know man again isa and nathan i just they feel like they have this they both have the same flaws and they mm-hmm. just, those just don't mesh well. So um, yeah. And, and throughout the night we, we will see just how inconsistent Issa can be, you know? Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. This, see, this is all a product of the questions game. As Kelly said, like it brings yeah. these, these conversations out of them. Um, it's just it like, all, yeah, it begins. <laughs> the drama is knocking on the door to stir shit up. And <laughs> just like that, they get a knock not on not. the door. Yeah. And this is Trina from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, Trina is complaining about spiders because Issa is still the superintendent of the building. She's still the building manager. And, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's complaining about spiders and also complaining about Kelly because apparently yeah. the, the two of them are beefed uh, because she's a bad influence on little Benjamin. Where did this come yes. from, Mari? 
I don't know, but that was so freaking funny. First off, Ethan being, being like, spiders are everywhere. I felt that as a new homeowner. Like, they don't tell <laughs> you how many spiders are, like, places. I don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. Check, uh, Watch out for spiders. But also, <laughs> when Trina saw Kelly in the background, I was like, there's a poisonous one right there. And then Kelly was like, oh, I thought I heard a bird speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did we miss something? Yeah, <laughs> like, and then they just stared at each other, just making faces. <laughs> I was yeah. dying. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. And then, yeah, we find out why. And I was just, that was great. I love stuff like that. I, You know, there, apparently there were a lot of callbacks um, in this episode to um, some of the stuff from other seasons. So like in this part, Um, When we were watching it, my husband was like, I didn't even know they knew each other. If you guys uh, don't remember, uh, in season four, Issa was doing fundraising for the the block party. And um, she did one at her complex. And that's where Kelly met Trina. And they were like party friends. They're like, hey, girl, hey, let's drink. Yeah, like they're the turn up friends. Mm -hmm. And somewhere during the turn up, it turned down. Um, I also (laughs) want to point out at one point when um, Issa bought the hat out for the hat game. Kelly was like, Kelly's like, you still got that subscription to Lids? And uh Issa's like, Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. And that was <laughs> that was a callback to when Kelly was doing Issa's financials back in what season two, I think it was, season two or three. Um, yeah. and she was like, Why do you got a subscription for lids? <laughs> Man, so I didn't a lot didn't of callbacks. Yeah, and and I think again, this season works so well after you have like really refreshed your memory on the last four because you remember, you know, it's been a two year, it's been at least a two year gap between mm-hmm. season four and season five. So some of this stuff may feel better after you've, um, you know, you've gone back and watched the the first four seasons. We have a, a couple of our new listeners um, have. Uh, binge this binge this season just to listen to us so let us know if you feel like binging the the first four seasons really um helped impact this season for you but yeah i, I just thought it was it was so funny and such a great callback uh oh, Trina yeah. and kelly no no that was good i i hadn't even picked up on that i was too busy trying to find out how kelly was a bad influence on little benjamin or how he was <laughs> at least true. a bad influence on kelly uh, her. Um, <laughs> yeah listen sometimes I mean, kids don't have good vibes right <laughs> that's just what it is um but that's neither here nor there um uh, because molly gets a phone call from none other than torian and uh, molly does the thing where she says oh this is a work call and that's kind of normal for molly uh Uh she gets up and she goes around the corner but this ain't the same kind of work call that we've seen her take in the past Uh she's like grinning and kind of talking in her bedroom voice and (laughs) i mean she's smiling way too big for this to be a regular work call call. yeah Uh and it becomes clear that even though the two of them are making a great team at work um, there might be a little bit more between the two of them. Were you happy to see this developing past where we last left it, Mari? Uh, yes. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Yvonne Orgy for buttoning her pants when she got up to take that call because that was <laughs> that was one of the realest things I've ever seen as a woman on TV. <laughs> Whenever you have high waisted jeans and you sit down, it's like the one of the buttons got to go. Like you have to unbuckle that. So that was so cute. But also, yes, I mean. 
And it sounds like they're taking it really slow, which I love this for them. I love this for Molly. She's just talking about like, you know, they're just talking about their cases. She's like, but he is kind of talking a little later at night. He has been asking me how my mom's doing and what I've been up to. And she, she even says it's been real different since the retreat and that, you know, they, it seems like they have a nice rapport. And I think she even said like, it it feels like we're like tiptoeing the line between wanting to start something, but neither of us has jumped in yet. And I don't I like I liked all the different <laughs> the different um advice, but I really like that Molly is taking her time. Like I'm just I'm just loving that she's taking her time because if you remember back to season one, episode one, you know, she had that dude that had spent the weekend and she had gave, given him a drawer and then texted him once she got to work, like, what are you doing? Like I'm just so happy that no matter what's going on with her and Torian, she's still trying to figure it out. She's not rushing it. And um, again, growth, like growth. Molly is showing a lot of growth. And if you're not seeing it, I do not know what you're, what you're watching because this is a whole new Molly. And I feel like she's not getting as much recognition as she should when she was getting like bashed in what season three, you know, was it season three? Yes, yeah, I mean she's gotten four. bashed consistently. And like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just shout out to that. I love that growth from her. Um, what did you think? Yeah, because I was low. Remember, I was low on the Tori and Molly stuff. Yeah, but specifically at the retreat, I was like, you don't go mm-hmm. get emotional because your because your mom is going through some stuff and make rash decisions or get drunk and you right. know, like and like. Like she was going through a lot and it was a business retreat as well. This wasn't like girls weekend, you know? So now that they've stepped away from it, they've sobered up a little bit. They've been able to kind of feel each other out on a more personal level. We, we remember that was the first personal conversation they ever had. He said, I didn't even know you've had a family and mm. she was about to sleep with him that day. <laughs> and so it was like, look, she I don't want her to slow down. To I don't think I'm she's just, ever I'm just to saying from people's point of view, the chemistry was brewing. They was real close to touching lip at least oh at the very God. least. And at so it was least, at the very least they was close. And so it's like, but the old Molly, look, the old Molly Mari, she probably uh-huh. would have touched lips, you know? And so, uh, probably. Yeah. And so for me, I was just very happy to see that she didn't make the move in that moment. And yeah, I'm not against mm-hmm. her making the move now that she has, you know, kind of moved away from that more emotional space that she was in. Um, right. So, so yeah, I totally agree. Um, she asked if she should give Torian the green light. Green light and yeah. yeah. And that cues another song break that, uh, oh man. Yeah. John yes. Legend and Andre 3000. This song had me in a stranglehold. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so love good. it. Yeah, Puya was listening. To, I was watching the episode because he's recently binged it and caught up. Yep. And he texted me green light and with the music uh, emojis. I was like, "Yes, Puya, know me, mm-hmm. know me." <laughs> but do you think that this is the sign that she was looking for, Mari? Uh, n- no, I just think Alexa is the nosy. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the algorithm got her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it was a sign, but I think you know. I just want to know what she means by the green light because that's the mm-hmm. thing that scared me. I was like, G- given the green light, like come jump into these panties. Like I, that's why I was like, don't do that. But definitely, yeah. you know, green light, you know, maybe take something, taking it a little bit further, maybe asking him if he wanted to explore, but please don't just jump, you know, jump straight into it. And again, this is the, the what the third, third time this season we've seen Molly turn to Issa and be like, 
you know, should I give him the green light? You know, we saw it in the first episode um, when she was talking about their Omari. And it just, again, goes to show where they're at in their friendship and this moment and then a moment a little bit later, just... You know, again, everybody, I know we're complaining that we're not, we might not be getting the love story that we want for Issa, either between the Nathan or if you're Nathan Camp or Lawrence Hive, you know, we're complaining that we're not getting what we want from that side. We need to appreciate what we're getting from Molly and Issa because, you know, as a woman who has the, you know, very close connections with, uh, you know, all of my close girlfriends, like it really is such a great bond to be seeing on TV and the way it's played out, especially since again, like I said, we saw so much strife with them for about two seasons. Um, or really you could say since jump season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to see how far they've come, how real they've gotten with each other and just, um, how much they value each other's opinion is just so great to see. So if you're, if you're worried about the romantic side, Rebel in the in the friendship side because I feel like we are getting fed when it comes to that relationship. Right, well said. And with that, we are going to take a next ad break. We're going to check out some of these advertisements, and then we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. And we're back uh, at Controller's house. Um, she, oh um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. At Condola's house, um, Lawrence is making dad jokes and catching up with his baby mama. Uh, Condola can't get Ja to open uh, his mouth for the airplane, but Lawrence suspects that the choo-choo train could get him to eat his food. Um, they're kind of playing house here a little bit, you know, co-parenting in, in the best way that, uh, you know, we've seen thus far between the two of them. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a win for the hive. You know, the Lawrence Hive, we I out agree. here rooting for our boy. But, mm-hmm. you know, Condola actually admits that he's a really good dad. And um, now we know where this is going at the end of the episode because we've all watched it. But by this point, did you think mm. there was a, a spark or some softening toward each other, Mari, right here? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I was a little scared. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but I, I do, you know, again, watching it and then watching it twice, I was like, okay, thank God. It's just them finally figuring out their, their co-parenting. And I, and I love how, you know, they said here when Condola was like, oh, it's like pears and carrots or whatever. And she was talking about how she thought she was going to be making the food and, you know, how it's all different once it's happened. And it's, it's something we pointed out really early on. It's like, you have all these ideas of what having a baby is going to be like, especially having a baby as like a single mother. And it really does go out the window once the baby arrives there. Like you're too mm-hmm. tired to make handmade purees, you know, it, <laughs> like it, especially when it's just like, there's perfectly good, especially if you, organic ones right there, you can pay 15 cents extra if you want organic ones. Like it, it truly, truly is. So um, I like this and even, you know, co-parenting, parenting in the same household, being in a relationship, sometimes what one parent does works better than what the other parent does. That just literally is facts and it will change throughout the, the child's life. Facts. So I thought mm-hmm. it was really cute that Lawrence was able to show her like, oh, you know, I get him to open his mouth doing this. And I like how she w- she wasn't like, she didn't take it no type of way. I feel like if this was in the you know the first few episodes, she would have taken it some sort of way. Like, nah, I'll feed him like how I want to feed him, you know? Yeah. Um, but it wasn't even like that. It was like she was very impressed with him. So I, I really did like this. I'm like, oh my God, they're getting their ish together. Because no matter what, how you feel about Condola or how you feel about Lawrence and Condola, I think the main thing that we all agree on is that they have this baby no matter mm-hmm. how the circumstances got us here, they have him. He's he's here and they needed to figure out a way to co- co-parent and seeing them get on the same page uh, was really, really nice to see. Yeah, but I, was I agree. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but what were you afraid of? Well, now, what, so we know we want Issa, you know, as a family, you and I and the listeners, we've all decided, I'm speaking for mm-hmm. them because they can't do it for me, um, We've decided that we want Issa to kind of be herself, you know, find herself, be happy in Issa's space. She doesn't necessarily need a relationship. Are you anti Lawrence and Condola working it out? Because it seems like before the pregnancy, they had their their ups and downs. But I mean, things happen in relationships like that. So do you think there's no bright side or upside to that relationship? Um. I don't know. That's a great question. The only reason why I, I'm a little I'm a little against it is, is because I mean Lawrence was well at least for Lawrence, Lawrence did want to be, you know, all in with Condola. He thought they were. Condola wasn't the one who was like, Lawrence, you're here for a short time, not a long time. You know what I'm saying? Which is probably why a lot of people are, you know, don't really like her. So I mean Babies change stuff and and a lot of people try to stay together for their babies. But honestly, like, why force something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if if they naturally came to that conclusion, I guess. And maybe that's what we were all like. Is that what we're going for here? But Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. You don't want to you don't want to try and force a relationship because you have a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like if they you, people say it all the time, you know, you don't want to stay together for the kids if you're, you know, not providing a safe environment and all that good stuff, you know. So why 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 force it? Um and they were they were never you know, they weren't at that level of love 
in order to be together. And mm-hmm. we all didn't think they were at that level of love enough to have a kid together. So I just don't, I don't see the point. If anybody would be quote unquote settling, since we've talked about settling on this podcast, I feel like Lawrence and Condola getting together just on the fact that they have baby Elijah, that would, in, that would feel more like settling to me than any other relationship um, on this show. Well, <laughs> Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, I, I feel you there. I do, I do. Um, and yeah, you're right. Uh, the 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 motherhood thing is crazy. Like, I, I the mm-hmm. idea that you all are able to do that, and like anybody who has ever birthed a child and raised a child, like, more, kudos to you. Um, because exactly. it's got to be exhausting, and you have all these plans, and you can't do the plans because you think your baby's gonna act one way, and your baby come out with a whole different oh, personality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, different vibes. You thought your baby was gonna sleep through the night. It ain't. You heard yeah. your homegirls. Your homegirl said her baby sleep through the night. Yours won't. You know, like exactly. that kind of thing. Like everybody is different, and it's difficult. Um, and so I think Condola does run into that. Uh, Mari, this week on the um, Nothing But Netflix podcast with Rob and I, we talked to Asia and Geneva about Selling Sunset, and one of mm-hmm. the characters on Selling Sunset, I think her name. Uh, now I'm gonna forget her name. Now that it's, it's time to talk about it. Uh, Christine. <laughs> Christine is like mm-hmm. the like the the supreme of the show right and she um and she has a baby but like by the next episode like she was like selling houses one day has a baby and by the next episode she's like holding the baby she's completely made up she's like dressed to the nines all this other stuff and i'm like i ain't never seen a mother bounce back this quickly and she stands up and says Mm -hmm. oh i my baby is hungry and she leaves the room and you know she passes that baby off to like her birthing doula or you know like her, her housekeeper for that extra assistance so it's like mm-hmm. TV magic makes it look like being a mother a new mother of a newborn child is easy yep. but make no mistake people who don't have the luxury of having that support system they be exactly. having a hard time sometimes yeah so exactly something that we got to give condolences or her shout outs for at least being able to stick it out this far and you know it does seem like her and Lawrence finally got stuff figured out um what I was trying to figure out is in this next scene Mari why is Issa putting Cool Ranch Doritos in the cookie dough I'm telling you I was like what that, they just were high at that point I'm <laughs> because I ain't never heard about Cool Ranch Doritos and cookies I don't I don't know about that, man. I do yeah. not know about that. I um I know some people who be high a lot. And I from what yeah. I know about them people who they are, um, who you know, they they are nice, great people, but they be high sometimes. I don't know if they've ever uh partaken in Cool Ranch Doritos uh in the cookie dough. Um, That's a step too far. Yeah, for them, for them, for 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 them, yeah. for my high friends. Um, uh-huh. Personally, I'm not even a Cool Ranch Dorito fan. I like a regular Doritos. My, I'm a nacho cheese type guy. Um, mm. I don't really need the blue bag. But um, again, neither here nor there. The next question mm-hmm. they discuss is: If you could have a do-over on anything, would you? Now they don't really answer the question, but Mari, this question is for you. Do you right. ever look back and have like think like I wish I could have that moment to try again differently to see how things would turn out? I'm a six. Yes, yeah. I think of everything. <laughs> that, but, you know, if you continue to do that, you know, you just drive yourself crazy because you can never go back and unchange what you did. And I actually did lean towards um, what Tiffany said here because, you know, I like I said, I'm I'm very hard on myself and I always think you can go back and do something perfectly. But I also realized, like Tiffany said, I would not want to change anything because I truly believe that 
everything happens for a reason and the way that it happens gets you to where you're at right now no matter if you like where you're at right now or if you don't like where you're at right now you know i love where i'm at right now Uh, but i just think like there's so many things that i think back to my past i'm like this really got me ready for this this set this up for this this seemed like a dark time but it, it led to one of the brightest moments you know of my life so it just feels like I, I just was with Tiffany. I, it it might have seemed like a cop out answer, but I do truly believe that you go through what you go through and you learn. If you learn from those experiences, you are meant to be where you are. Right. Oh, well put. And Kelly mm-hmm. literally had to die for her to find a purpose. <laughs> right. You know, like she says that she now yes. she's been meditating. She stopped drinking. She's discovered this amazing thing called walking. Mario. Yes. Um, you heard of yeah. walking. <laughs> right. You ever just walked. You, I've seen Kelly run. In quotes, a marathon before, <laughs> but she had never. She had but she never. Mile three. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know if she got three miles in because that's, that's yeah, pretty cold, actually. Remember. But uh, yeah, she just discovered that you could just walk just to clear your head and stuff. Yeah. Um. But you know, one of the things that she's learned in in her years of life, and you know, dealing with her mortality in that one episode, is that she's done helping rich white men help rich white men get richer. Get richer. Yes. And, to, and I to that, know. I give the snaps. <laughs> yes. And I don't know who said it. it. Was like, I hate that you don't know what literally means because when <laughs> she said it too. I was like, I don't remember her. Remember her literally, literally dying. dying. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was Tiffany who was like, but you didn't actually. Never mind. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you know, we see Kelly having some introspective uh, inspection there, just based off yep. of her experiences. And so, yeah, had she gone things done done things differently in college, maybe she would have been remembered more than you know for more than her stanky leg and her purse. But mm-hmm. you know, now you know she's she's able to have this moment where she can appreciate life a lot more, and so she wouldn't want to change that at all. Um, yeah. The cool. Um, do you cool, think? Hmm? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, but go for it. Do you think that this introspection? This is kind of the culmination of that because we have been speculating all season like what is this leading to Kelly you know Kelly keeps talking about working on herself and I think this I kind of feel like this episode kind of um, I don't know if I think it I want to say I kind of feel like it answered all the questions she just talks about why she did it and how she feels better now and I don't feel that cloud of darkness around her that we may have thought that we were going towards. Oh, yeah. No, I I agree with you 100%. And I was so happy to feel that way at this episode because let me be very clear. I've said from jump, people watch Insecure. We be trying to make this show an hour long, two hour long movie special soap opera with, you know, with 16 seasons. Like we got 30 minutes. And a lot of these storylines, I be hoping like now back, you know, back then in the early seasons, I thought like all this stuff was going to mean something, you know, like every mm-hmm. little thing like, oh, Dro and Candace, like they say they in an open relationship, but what if they not in an open relationship? Oh my right. God. Like, oh my like, God. Yeah. People <laughs> were speculating for that for years and it was mm-hmm. nothing. It was literally what it seemed. And so mm-hmm. I think that it's refreshing for me to look at this and say, maybe Kelly doesn't die. We don't have this big traumatic, traumatic moment or dramatic moment, I guess, by the end of the season. And right. we can just enjoy the show without this looming presence of doom coming. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for me, I was like, thank you. I hope this just wraps it up and then y'all can stop talking about it <laughs> because I just really <laughs> don't want it to go there. You know, like I'm, I'm enjoying my happy ending right now. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so that's just my point of view. Um, 
Anyway, the Cool Ranch Doritos are uh, Dorito cookies. I'm sorry, are done, and oh. they're now on to their next question, um, which is which one of Issa's exes would uh, each of the girls mess with? And all of a sudden, we are talking about um, this blast from the past, Daniel. His name comes up a couple times because mm-hmm. I guess he is the consensus choice for um, Issa's most attractive ex. They talk about his buttocks. Um, <laughs> and so they're very happy to explore this. But personally, I flinched when Daniel's name came up. I was like, are we doing this again? We, we really right. going back there? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And, but this does bring up Issa uh, talking about some of her exes. And she explains how she saw Lawrence Condola and Baby Ja at the hospital. Um, and she's trying to feel happy that they worked it out and they are together. And now I never thought for one second before Issa said this sentence that she actually believed that they were together as a couple um, right we went to the whole podcast last week and we didn't even say like do you think Issa thinks they're together like it never occurred to me Mari well, how did you feel about this that exact same thing I was like oh she thinks they're together <laughs> like yeah. I like again, you're right I was like I oh okay so she and then I stopped to think I guess I'm like I, I guess that makes sense because she saw he moved back. She said, yeah, I saw he moved back and I, you know, I'm happy for him and Condola. She then saw them, saw them at the hospital together. So, I mean, it makes sense. She does. She's not privy to what we are privy to as the audience. So right. to see that conclusion, I mean, to, for her to jump to that conclusion, I'm not mad at it. I, I, I get where she, I can see where she was coming from with that. Yeah, and Kelly reveals that it might not be all paradise over there, as it seems, you know, uh, because they talk about the at Simone's birthday party how uh, it looks like Lawrence and Condola weren't on the on the same page. They it mm-hmm. got kind of ratchet. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and Issa says she feels like she's uh, she feels guilty for dipping when it got hard. You know, when when mm-hmm. Lawrence was faced with this moment with you know the I guess the you know baby on the way. Mm-hmm. Issa, Issa, she decided to tap out. She's like, I don't want no parts of that, and I'm and I'm good. And now she's starting to wonder, like, man, did I desert Lawrence in a time where we could have really worked this out, and he could be co-parenting, and all things could be good? Um, there's a conversation about whether Issa made the smart choice, the right choice, or the smart and the right choice. But I have to know, who do you agree mm-hmm. with here? I- yeah, I mean, I thought this was really interesting from Issa. Like, I first off, I did love the look that Kelly and and Tiffany exchanged right before they dropped the the, the bombshell about um uh Lawrence and Condola. Yeah, the birthday party. Thought, yeah, yeah, at the birthday party. I thought that was really. They were like, well, <laughs> and so and then and then, but Issa does say so. Like, you know, yeah, I, I avoided the drama. You know, I didn't want to. I avoided the drama and all that stuff. And then they they started like really unpacking it and, and who was it was it molly who was like yeah she didn't need to be a stepmom and then um it was i, I couldn't get all of the opinions but it did seem that um i liked i did kind of like tiffany saying um the whole when she said it doesn't have to be the the right choice it just the the choice that fits for you like the smart choice isn't always mm-hmm. the right choice you already said that but she also said like uh it, it just has to make sense for you the right choice makes sense for you um mm-hmm. so i feel like that's where I, that's what i would go with you know yeah you you, you want to say oh there's no smart decision no right decision, you know dumb decisions like it feels like there are dumb decisions but basically if you make this decision that's right for you or that makes sense for you, it, no matter what, it will always be the right decision. I, I still fall back on, on that. And I think this was the right decision for Issa. 
Kelly says it was the right and smart decision. Um, <laughs> but I mean, and we said it, we did say it on this podcast only because Lawrence and Condola needed that space in order to figure out how to co-parent first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Issa being there and tagging along at that time would not have helped. It wouldn't have helped her. It wouldn't have helped Lawrence. It would not have helped Condola. So, you know, I think it was the right choice at that yeah. moment. Yeah, I love the way they they frame this, you know, uh, with Molly saying, you know, nobody want to be a stepmama and Tiffany Very, being like, yeah. well, I mean, maybe you do. Right. Like, I mean, right. stepmamas mm-hmm. exist for a reason, you know, like, exactly. <laughs> like there, some people are, you know, are built like that or, or can or can stick it out in those situations because it's right for them. And so mm-hmm. I was happy to see them kind of explore all those options because it's not yeah. a binary choice of you know open the door through door number door number one is the right choice mm-hmm. door number two is the wrong choice like there's there's nuance to it and i'm glad they explored it yeah um, we've talked about it on the show so many times we talked about it on the preview podcast we talked yes. about it, you know every episode it's just one of those decisions that it was a decision that needed to be made and Issa made the decision for herself because lawrence gave her the choice you know what i'm saying he he was real with her he was up front with her he told her what was going on and he gave her the choice and then she made the decision for herself so you know you gotta make your decision and you gotta own them right right and you gotta own them and we mm-hmm. see um the three of them are bonding i really like just seeing them together and um they have a group hug right before tiffany reveals that she and Derek are moving to denver like the omelet yeah. um, <laughs> and she basically gets emotional and uh, kind of has to sit down and explain to them what exactly has been going on. Derek's got a job and yeah. for the sake of time, like they don't really have time to kick it that long because they're going to be moving within, within the next couple of weeks. And yeah. quite frankly, she's terrified that she won't have the love and support from her friends if they are far away, especially faced when faced with the idea that she and Derek might actually have more kids and she could go back into her postpartum depression, which we mm-hmm. saw her deal with in one of the later seasons. Um, so, you know, we do see the big group hug and we see them dealing with this emotional moment. Mari, what did you think about all of this? Yeah, I, again, this is what happened at the sleepover. <laughs> She's like, this is a damn game when Kelly said, um, you know, people find things out. And this is this is always hard. You know, I've had a best friend that moved away. And it, you just, like Molly said, you have to, what her mom's um, illness taught her was you have to make time for, you have to be intentional with uh, the people you love, you know? And mm-hmm. It, it's sad, you know, because from what we understand from them, they've been best friends for like over a decade now. They've been living in that same city. They've gone through so many life changes together. And, you know, I feel so bad for Tiffany because that is a legitimate fear that she she can have with um having another baby and then being a, being afraid of the postpartum and stuff like that and not having the support system. So I, I completely understand why, why she, um, she's afraid, but I do love this moment where they come together and they're like, you know what, you know, we're making this where no matter what we got each other. And and that's the mark of true friendship. You do not have to live in the same state or the same, whatever you just have each other's back. You're there when you need each other. And it's, um, and I, I believe they, they could do it. Like this is the, the type of foursome. This is the friendship that they've all, uh, they've all maintained. And I really like it. I really like this. 
Yeah, it's very similar to the friendship you and I and Latanya have, you know, which is across yeah. the country, but we're still checking <laughs> yeah. in for each other, you know, still being there for each other in our in our dark times. So, yeah, exactly. I love to see it. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in a whirlwind of emotion and dinner is upon them. So they decide to stay at home and have dinner there, despite yes. Kelly already having her going out tennis prepared. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> they got all dressed up and everything and all nice and Molly put her makeup on and they decided to not go out. Half of me was like, never. Never no, when I yeah. did that work and then sit at home. And then the other half of me was like, girl, you have fallen asleep waiting to go out to the club. So shut up because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that has happened. Look. Like and, and and something told me like once they started eating and smoking that they probably weren't gonna make it out at eight. Like we're adults. Like I, going out at eight is almost late. <laughs> Yeah, no, low key. Showing my age. Nah, low key. I'm a day party guy now. Like, let yeah, me get out exactly. to brunch. Hit two thirty yeah. to five, se- five to seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. I want to be back at home and bed, watch a big brother. Exactly. So you know, like, I be having things to do. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're totally right. And also, like, I'm gonna throw a little bit of like casual sexism in here. Women take too long Ooh. to get dressed a lot of times. Okay. Okay. Uh, and mm-hmm. I. I, yeah okay and yeah, I didn't fell, fell asleep I didn't fell asleep waiting to go out plenty of times where I'd be like <laughs> you know honestly we don't have to go but once y'all put y'allself through all the things y'all gotta put y'allself through a lot of times to get perfect listen you're going out okay that's what I thought <laughs> like, that's what I you, said yeah like you got they like hey if if she put all this work into it cause you gonna go out looking like a baddie okay baddie baddie, baddie status takes some work sometimes and so uh-huh. you know hey, hey sometimes you just gotta go out late I just I hated it for them cause I know the pregame has whooped my ass plenty of times mm-hmm. okay I'm the person they, who like yeah let's go for three hours so I was like that's, there's no way they're not making it that's my party that yeah. was our <laughs> shout out to all my um my college friends our uh slogan was uh we pregame we pregame so hard we don't even make it to the party like that's man that's how we were and Woo, that's what this there. episode was yes yeah no i've definitely been there where the p the pregame has turned into the house party like you know yes. like, <laughs> just turn the music up we ain't going nowhere um yeah exactly. so Away from that moment, it was very touching, but we go over to something else that is similarly um, emotional. Uh, Lawrence and Condola are still catching up, and uh-huh. he says he figures he was back in her good graces when his uh, when Condola's sister, Kiki Palmer, followed uh-huh. him. Uh, turns out it was by mistake. You know how that goes when you're lurking on somebody's page too hard or you accidentally click ah! the follow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. She, she said it was a, like a fuck up follow. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> At first I yeah. thought she meant like she followed him just to see if he would like mess up with Eli, but mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. No, I'm that's that. I'm looking that. too hard at your page. Mm-hmm. I accidentally click like, like shit. You know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but funny. um, but Lawrence is gonna take his wins whenever he can get them. Um, mm-hmm. he admits that this last year, although it's been tumultuous, uh, tumultuous. Oh, I've messed that all the way up. It's um, fine. Yeah, although it's been a tough one. Uh, <laughs> baby jaw is the best thing that has ever happened to him, and mm-hmm. you know. We were just talking about do-overs and people looking back and saying, oh, should I have done this differently? This is Lawrence doing that same exact thing. He's saying like, yeah, we've had ups and downs. There are times where I've hated you and there are times where, you know, like I felt so low on myself and, you know, just miserable. But I wouldn't change anything for the world because I have my baby and this is a highlight of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And the two are able to bond over that because even Condola here, she admits that there were times during the pregnancy when she considered terminating it, when things were not 
going so well between her and Lawrence, the two even end up apologizing and admitting both of their faults in the situation. Um, I love this moment because mm-hmm. like there has been, it, it was uh, from Lawrence's point of view, he was very much presenting that Condola ruined his life. You know, like Mm -hmm. he had a good thing going. He had the woman he wanted. He had the job of his dreams Mm -hmm. and everything was working out for him. And then someone who he didn't foresee wanting to have a child, wanted to have a child with him and Mm -hmm. was pregnant. And whereas he thought the easy solution is, you know, well, let's not have the child and then Mm -hmm. I can have what I want. It wasn't as easy as it sounded. And I was happy to see my boy say, hey. I was being an asshole. Like that was, that was so selfish of me Uh to even to treat you like that in that way. There are ways to talk about that subject without going about it the way Lawrence is going about it. Cause you know, like, like I said, whether you agree with the situation or not, it's the way they broached the subject. And so this was a very adult conversation coming from these two adults who've been through so much together. Um, Mari, did you have any strong opinions about this? Yeah, I love this. I thought this was the moment that we had all been waiting for, especially since after that very tense episode, um, episode what, three or whatnot. Um, So I just, I I loved it. And I felt, I felt bad for Condola because like any woman who's in that situation, you know, um, I, I, I don't want her to let that, just that thought, you know, eat away at her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you had the thought you, you had the opportunity, but you made your choice and you, and your choice gave you this beautiful baby and just cherish, cherish that baby. Don't think about what could have been, what could have been, what couldn't have been. So, you know what I'm saying? That you, you did you made the choice that was right for you. It turned out well. And, you know, you couldn't have foreseen that when you were going through it, especially when you were pregnant and left by yourself and, and crying, you know, and probably going to appointments by yourself. So, um, mm-hmm. I just hope, or, you know, her and all the women who who've ever gone through that are like, give yourself some grace, give yourself some grace, like for real. And even women who have actually went through a termination, give yourself some grace, you know, like reproductive um, choices and issues are always such a, a sore subject for us. And I think us as women, we really need to um be be gentler with ourselves because that is a big decision it's not taken lightly contrary to what people believe that's not a choice that's taken lightly no matter where you fall on the 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 divide of it it's not a choice that's taken lightly and then when you make your choice and you know you live with it it you have to be you have to accept it and you have to um be able to just move on and give yourself some grace so i really like this i thought i thought them both finally having a grown-up conversation. Uh, again, we pointed out how Condola ha- has let Lawrence be the parent that he wanted to be. Him moving back, of course, helped that situation. So this is what this is where this is seems like the healthy part. And even then, when Condola says, "You know, I just want you to be happy," and that was the moment when I was like, "I." you could tell she didn't want him. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. could tell she didn't want him, but she was giving him permission to go and be happy and be like, I don't want you to feel like you're miserable and you're locked here with me. And not in a way, and not even in a snarky way. You could tell that they both really care for each other. And like, he returned that and said that he wants her to be happy as well. But, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but the, the lady who does condola just so great in this scene, because you really could just read from her body language and how she delivered the lines that it was, it was nothing in it for her. You know what I'm saying? She really was just telling Lawrence, 
I'm happy. I think we're, we're doing great. And I want you to be happy. And I don't want you to think that you don't want me to stand in your way. And I think she, you know, she knows about Issa and she, you know, it was her coming to grips with it and, and her giving, almost giving him permission. It felt mm-hmm. like, so I just thought this was great. I thought this was a great vision of co-parenting without egos being involved. Right. Yeah. Shout out to Christina Elmore. She's been acting her ass off this yes, season. Christina I'm not gonna Elmore. lie to you. Yeah. She yeah. she's doing what needs to be done. Um yes, but yeah, is. great, great moment for the two of them. Um back at Isis, uh her and the homies are having their waiting to exhale moment. Okay. They are inhaling and exhaling a lot. Okay. Uh and <laughs> now, that's a movie. Have you yeah, seen that, Waiting to Exhale, Chappelle? I'm I mean, when I was little, it was like on TV or something. Oh, but it, like, it ain't one of like the ones I go back to. Yeah, it ain't one like the ones I go back to. That ain't my speed. Uh, give me something a little bit goofier. Um, I rewatched but, it after Whitney passed. Mm-hmm, yeah, parts of I it don't the, hold up. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's some it there's some up. problems in that one for sure. Yeah. I think I went back after Whitney Houston died. I think I watched the uh, the preacher's wife. <laughs> they only oh. had the sound the soundtrack on like repeat. Um, yeah. That was yeah. a better option. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so they're waiting to exhale, inhaling, exhaling, twerking, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And now Issa wants to peer pressure Molly to text Torian. She's like, hey, Torian, oh, do you, you want to get together outside of the office? Because I do look a little different. Uh bucket naked or whatever Alicia Keys said. Yeah. Um, Alicia Keys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of, you remember that video. What's that? You don't know my name? You know, yeah. the, the video? You don't know my name. Well, most deaf. Yeah, them some stalker vibes. Like, how yeah. you gonna dig this man number out of the little uh, out the little bowl and then cool, call weird. him, ma'am? Mm-hmm. Weird. Okay, Alicia. But yeah. um, all that aside, um, Molly decides like, okay, I'm a draft a text. I'm gonna send the message. I'm gonna let Torian know that I'm down. But before she can even get done with the text, we get another blast from the past, and I have to say it in the soldier boy bo- voice: draw, draw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to ever perceive Dro on this television screen again. Like, I I'm mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the actor is is is, uh, is a, a great guy, but as far as uh, insecure Dro, I'm good here. I'm good. Uh, Mari, what was your mm-hmm. reaction to hearing Dro's name dug up out of the grave? Same. I was like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> why? And like she said, maybe he just wanted to see how my mom is doing. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they're old friends, yeah. But call her brother, like. Yeah, don't talk to Molly no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, that was I just so broke weird, up all this friendship. Yeah, I broke up y'all friendship. Y'all ain't friends no more. How about right. that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is the power of the question game, Mari. It stirred up all mm-hmm. the exes. Daniel yep. first, <laughs> now Dro. Uh, we talked about right. Lawrence. Um, do you think the mention of Dro is going to amount to anything or is it just going to be he called one time to check on her? I don't know. I hope it doesn't amount to anything. If, th- if we're talking about stuff we hope doesn't uh, come mm-hmm. back, <laughs> him, like him. <laughs> Maybe she. Uh, nope. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want. I don't want him back on my TV screen. Maybe. Uh, maybe as a test. Maybe I guess he can come back as like the test. Of, like, oh, is Molly gonna jump into old Molly and then she rebuked yeah. me? You know, and throw holy <laughs> water at him, but get thee behind me. <laughs> exactly, but I no, I don't. I definitely don't want him to come back into the the picture. Right. Yeah. Even to our uh, to the point of our feedback uh, from J- uh, Jason, um, mm-hmm. you know, like 
there's a lot of characters that we do miss. Dro is not one of those characters that I miss personally, but I could see them trying to like do what you say, a bump into at the farmer's market or something just before right. the, the season's over, just to kind of mm-hmm. give these people a final bow. I think I'd be okay with that a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, just a tad. But Kelly is also. Sorry, I don't even know if we re- the the letter at the beginning, Jason. That's not our Jason. I no, just no, that's not that. Jason. That Reed. A, Jason. Yes, <laughs> Jason, Jason Reed is, is not washed and secure. We are trying to rec- rectify that situation. Right. But as soon as you said it, I I kind of thought it first. I was like, oh no, no, we need to clarify that. That's not our Jason. <laughs> no, Jason Reed does not respect us, and it shows. Right. Um, but in the meantime, Kelly is sliding into Daniel Kaluuya's DMs for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, Everybody so he's shot. Everybody's shooting their shots. So Issa feels like this is the moment to shoot her shot too. She wants to call Lawrence. And I'm watching this like a slow moving train wreck. Like, what are you doing? 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 Molly steps in and says like, hey, Issa, remember that time Nathan said you were inconsistent? This is you being inconsistent again. Um, And... It's true. I think this is exactly what Nathan accused her of. Um, Molly tells her, maybe if you feel strongly about this, do it in the morning when you're sober, when you've thought about it, when you slept on it. Do you think this was a good look for Mar- uh, for Molly, uh, Mari? Or do you feel like maybe she was reaching a little bit with the inconsistent? No, I thought this was perfect. This is, again, where I thought that um, Issa and Molly's friendship is just at its peak. Because could you, could you imagine Molly saying this to Issa back at the end of season three. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. when they were still tense and they hadn't talked to each other, like this, those would have been fighting words it, midway through season four fighting words. You know, did she, did she bring a gun? Like th- that would have been <laughs> the fighting words. Yes. But they, but they've um, evolved so much since then that, that she was able to be like, you know, almost back to Malibu, like season two Malibu is like, mm-hmm this is you being inconsistent right now. You know, why are you trying to call Lawrence? I love how she said, if sober, you wants to call him in the morning, then you can do that. I love that. Issa was like, you right. You right. Um, <laughs> I also love that they didn't send anything to, uh, they didn't send Tori in the like, uh, you know, let's, you know, let's come over and, you know, yeah. tag the, Kelly, and the Kelly move, <laughs> the Kelly move. Exactly. Her, her showing, uh, her boobs to damn to <laughs> what did what did Tiffany say? Like, I don't want to hold them this time or something like that. When she wanted to go send them. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I thought this was great. I thought so we got Issa not calling Lawrence. Well, well, I think she called him and then like uh Molly got her to hang up. Whatever. But I can't tell, yeah. I couldn't tell, right? Okay. And then we got Molly just like trying to still take it slow with Tori. And I was like, okay, great. And then we get Kelly saying like, okay, I, I gave Daniel Kulea. I can't even see his, say his name. I gave him uh, your address. So y'all got a queen and scram. And then Tiffany saying, get out was right there. It really was. It really I was, was. Done. Like, oh, who thinks gosh. of queen and slim when they think about Daniel Kaluuya? Like, Right of all the things, like I'm sorry, that's just not on the top of my list. That's a fine movie, but Get Out was right there. Seriously, that was so funny. I was so funny, dying. But yeah, yeah, this is this is what happens at the end of the the slumber party. Everybody's 
starts wilding. Yeah, the 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 hangover starts. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the the next morning we see Issa walk. You know, all her friends out, and she reaches to for her phone because she's gotten a text message from Nathan who says he wants to talk. And so uh, the two of them discuss, you know, their relationship, and says he knows things has been awkward between the two of them, and he does admit in this moment that he loves Issa. He always has. Uh, and he's just been in his head about it. You know, he's never really said uh-huh. that to anybody. Uh, and so for him, this was a, a tough spot. And I think Issa's reading that as well because she apologized because um, she feels like she might have pressured him a bit into into making that decision. But even he mm-hmm. admits that he can be avoided, you know, like maybe it was yeah. time for him to say it. Um, and he wasn't just ready to, to deal with that moment. Um, he tells her he isn't going to leave. He's not he's not leaving L.A. He's going to stick around and try to figure it out. Um and before hanging up the phone, he says it again that he loves her. Mari, are these two people really in love? Uh, so <laughs> at one point when he was saying, when he said, I love you, and Issa was like, oh, like she, you know, even she was like taking it back there for a second. And then there was a part where she kind of stumbled and she's like, I, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay. I thought, you know, I, th- I legit thought she was going to, possibly take it back break up with him yeah like mm-hmm. exactly um but she says but that's where she goes on and say like you know i'm sorry if i i pressured you for saying it you know and to try and say it and then she she says i love you too when she hangs up and then she kind of gives this like look of okay yeah and um i don't uh i uh i again <laughs> i'm not an isa and nathan person but again the simple fact that drunk weeded up you was trying to call lawrence last night is just not like at this point it's just kind of not fair to nathan it's not fair to herself um and i am just more and more like girl you need to be by yourself you need to be alone because I mean, we only saw Issa really be by herself. What was that? Maybe a few episodes into season three before she met Nathan. Like we've, Mm -hmm. we've always seen her go basically from relationship to relationship. And even if it's not relationship, but situationship to situationship from Lawrence to, to Daniel, uh, going on some bad dates for uh, a little bit and then hopping on to Nathan. Um, uh then when when Nathan disappeared it was TSA Bay you know back <laughs> to Lawrence like we have not you know we haven't seen her we've seen her single in her whole phase with her rotation but yes, we have not seen a single 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 Issa where we're like she needs to be what Molly was doing is we're working on herself so I don't know I just I just again feel like Issa needs that reassurance she needs somebody that's why she jumps back and forth and this setup here this setup I'm just like man (laughs) this is what we're doing we're having a final season and we're setting up who she gonna choose I just I can't I agree. I don't. I don't love this coming off like a binary option between door number one is Nathan and door number two might be Lawrence because we see uh, mm-hmm. right at the end of the episode, right after she gets off the phone with Nathan. Moments later, she gets a call from Lawrence, and I mean, for a second, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was shocked to see her send him straight to voicemail 
right before uh-huh. the episode ends. Mari, I do not know how to feel because on the one hand, yeah. I'm Lawrence Hive. Okay. I want Lawrence right. to be happy with someone who is good for Lawrence. And I've been mm-hmm. saying for a long time, Lawrence, Issa ain't the one. That's, <laughs> she's not ready. She's not ready. She don't, I don't know if you're ready, but she definitely not. But mm-hmm. now it's like, well, is she? You know, we've seen them kind of whenever they are together in recent seasons, they've been good. The only mm-hmm. thing that broke them up last time was the baby, um, the pregnancy. And so mm-hmm. can they get that old spark back? Can you know, do the, do they want that old thing back? That's mm-hmm. what my question is, because I mean, however you feel about Nathan and Issa, they at least both have committed at this point to saying, I'm in love at with you. I'm point. in love with you. Right. And they've made it there. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like now that Issa has made it, should we even be entertaining the idea that Lawrence is a viable option or should we just be saying, nope, <laughs> like shut it down, uh, right. send it straight to voicemail? What do you think? It's so rough, man. It's so rough. And uh, when the episode went off, I was just pissed that we're in this situation because Issa is so inconsistent. Like she did this to herself, you know? And I and I said it again back on episode four. Like, Nathan, if you know that this girl is not over her ex because she cried in your mouth, why are you like still trying to give her the time of day? Mm-hmm. And I it's setting up at this at this point, I don't I'm trying to figure out if I'll ever be like sad for Nathan if Nathan gets his heart broken at this point I don't know I say you know I don't I don't really resonate with that character but I do I am starting to feel like is this this unfair to him because again she doesn't know what she wants and that's the biggest thing like yes I left that episode thinking Issa does not know what she wants uh point proven again for a third episode in a row <laughs> because she was talking about Nathan at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the night because she thought she kind of thought the door was closed there and then she talked about Lawrence and you could tell that when 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 she was talking about him having the baby and she wasn't there for him and she was second guessing her decision you could see that like you said the baby is at this point not a hindrance for Lawrence it seems like Lawrence and Condola have have um gotten on the same page and it doesn't seem like it's a hindrance for Issa because Issa was like you know I could have reached out I could have tried to be there for him you know so it I, I know I'm talking a lot sorry everybody but <laughs> it's just kind of maddening and I'm just like really like oh my god I I think this might pissed a lot of people off because again us knowing that this was the final season in january everybody got all their hopes up waiting for this season thinking of the all of the different avenues and i think most of us thought no matter what happens Issa and lawrence are in game i think that's why everybody's pissed that nathan is still here to be quite honest (laughs) probably myself included we're all like get out of here nathan like we know who in game is but Mm -hmm. it's not looking like that and for the creators to be setting up um you know this this literal choice here because this is what it's looking it's definitely looking like um a will she pick nathan or will she pick lawrence to end the the series type thing i just hope if that is the case they do it sooner than the last episode like i literally do not want to see you know the episode go along and then the very last scene is her walking into the house that of the guy she chooses or something Ooh, corny Mari, like that. Write the show. <laughs> I, 
I, I don't know if I want that because again, it's like, it's almost like how I met your mother. You feel robbed of what you were really here to see. You wanted to see a successful, healthy relationship and you wanted yeah. to see it end like that. And you wanted to actually see it, you know, you didn't want it fast forwarded through one episode and then the mother killed off. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I need to stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, calm down. Cause I know how, how that was the worst. How, how I met ever. your mother brings up those feelings. Okay. It, it's like the question yes. game. It stirs oh. it up. But yeah. yeah, so I don't know if that's something I want to see. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I think I'm just going to focus on their friendship and 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 get my get all of my feels from that because this this shaping up to be a a, a choice here is not not the route I was I thought they were going to go. Yeah. Whew. What, that, about you? what do you think? That ending that you talked about, I mean, it does seem like it might be on the horizon where we get Issa at, at the door number one versus door number two. Mm-hmm. And maybe in the last moment, the door opens up and you think it's going to be Nathan, but it's actually Lawrence. Or you think it's going to be mm-hmm. Lawrence and Nathan. I w- I, maybe there's a world where the door opens up and it's just Molly, you know, and she just has her friend and, and they can, Is, you know. Isn't that how Sex in the City ended? I never watched it. I don't it. know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, right. I never watched it, but I think it's like it could be something to that, that same effect of like Nathan tries to make it work in LA it's not working and then he's like I gotta go back to Houston will you come with me to Houston and then Lauren says Lawrence says will you stay here with me in LA and she's on her way to a taxi I think that's how Sex in the City I don't know I don't want to piss off the Sex in the City fans I don't know what the, the crossover sex, is sex yes. <laughs> I, I feel like there's something about she had to meet Mr. Biggs in Paris I don't know <laughs> Let us know. know. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave Email a five star review and then <laughs> uh tell me how sex in the city ends. But I could see something like that. She gets into the taxi and it's like, is she on her way to the L- airport or is she on the way to Lawrence's apartment? Something right. crazy like that. And, oh and my we'll gosh. never and we'll never know who she chose, you know, like yeah. that and, and that's insecure. I honestly I, I I'm I'm optimistic. There's three more episodes, and they got a little bit of time to play with. So yeah, let let's just see what happens. How about that? Um, mm-hmm. and Mari, with that, that wraps up the entire episode. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about the episode? Anything we missed? No, I think that's it. I think we did a pretty good job there. I'm just. Another great episode um, down. I thought that this gave us a lot of context to where our favorite characters and all our characters are. Uh, if we're looking for the that type of uh, series finale cliches, we already got it with Tiffany, like leaving a main character, like leaving, you know, <laughs> relocating. So we'll see if we get any more cliches like we talked about. But uh, we're getting closer and closer to the end and I just don't know how to feel. I'm just so anxious. <laughs> I don't know. You uh, how about anxious? You? Never. No, right. Not Marty. Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, I got my own anxieties, but they come out in excitement and I'm very excited to see what happens next. Uh, we got, uh, like I said, only a few more episodes, but they got some more story to tell and we'll be here to check it out and to talk about it on post show recaps every week until that time comes. Um, of course, before we end every episode, we like to talk about the music and highlight the playlist from the soundtrack. We've gotten into a couple of the songs already, but of course, um, I do like to start at the beginning. The first song that we hear on this episode is You and I by uh, Jacob or 
Jacob? I don't know. Jacob. Uh, Damn mm-hmm. Right by Audrey Nuna. Uh, Last Night by Keisha Cole. Make Me by Tedra Moses, Uncle Chuck, and Brody. Green Light featuring Andre 3000 by John Legend. Changes by Bosco. On God by Lotto. Uh, Shy Girl by Sam- Samaria. Centerfold by Genesis. And The Distance by Gavin Turek. Now, Mari pointed out t- uh, to me Gavin Turek because on Twitter, she was very excited. Um, she said it was a literal dream come true to have her song The Distance featured in um, her favorite show, Insecure HBO. And she thanked Issa Rae for putting her on. Um, she seems like a lovely individual. Uh, her music style is like disco, dance kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's kind of bringing it back, you know. Um, Love it. I checked. Yeah, I checked out some of her songs, uh, and then I, I, of course, I looked up some articles on her. And she seems like somebody who is got a lot of, uh, like, she's got a, a a good point of view on music. Like, we don't have a lot of Gavin Turks out there. And this year, I believe she dropped her her official full length album, uh, Madam Gold. And so check that out uh, because it was a dream of hers to, um, you know, to have an album and to make it big and to even have her song here. She's a, a, a native of Los Angeles, California. So we know that's right up East's alley as well. So go ahead and check that out. Download the insecure podcast. I'm sorry, insecure uh, playlist on Spotify. Um, because as you know, this is an iconic playlist every season, just full of bangers, full of uh, all the hits, the songs that you didn't know that you needed in your life are all there. And so check that out and follow Gavin Turek on uh, Twitter. If you want to keep up with what they have going on, on. That's at Gavin Turek um, on Twitter.com. Uh, and so with that, Mari, we got to wrap this up. What do you have going on these days? Where, where can the people find you? What you got uh, happening? Right now, you can just find me here on the Insecure Podcast. Um, the wrestling we wrap up, like we said, we're taking a break right now. And, um, you know, all of the reality shows are kind of wrapping up until everything starts again once the new year happens so you can find me here the one thing i do want to say is um for real guys if you can go to your apple your spotify wherever you listen to this podcast leave us five stars leave us comments leave us reviews send us emails because um you know you we want to know that you're listening we want to show that this type of content on this network you know draws and pulls so if you want to really support us make sure that you are um listening you're downloading and you're leaving those rating and reviews because it also helps other people to discover us and you know i think this is one of me and me and Chappelle's big dreams to be covering a show like insecure for post show recaps and you know, we all just want to hear from you. We want to hear if you're loving the show. We want to hear if you're you're hating the show. You know, we, you we even show you. We'll we'll read we'll read it if you're not even liking it. So, <laughs> uh, just we want to hear your voices. We want to um make sure that maybe more content like this can be produced and made and and followed. So, uh, also check me out. Like I said on Twitter at Mari talks too much like to like the number two if i do do anything it'll be announced there i was on uh puya's uh twitch stream his his uh goose goose duck stream go uh uh follow puya join the less than two crew at twitch.tv slash puya um support him support another fellow creator um that you know always has our back he just binged a whole entire series just to listen to us so much love to him and i had a great time um yesterday you know uh <laughs> hunting and killing and it's a game we were we were playing a game people and it was really fun lots of streamers playing a, a online social game called goose goose duck that have um 
done a, a good job of of uh, kind of supporting Puya and his his stream. So just go check that out for um, some of your favorite podcasters. And that's about it for me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good wrap up, Mari, because you're mm-hmm. you're a hundred percent correct. You can uh, like and subscribe to uh post show recaps uh and keep up with what we have going on. But we have our own feed as well. Insecure the post show recap is where we have found it on Apple and Spotify and all those other podcatchers. And so check us out. Leave us a, a review, give us five stars, let people know that you want more content by uh, you know, creators of color about shows about people of color, you know, um, mm-hmm. because Mari and I are going to talk about anything. If you ain't going to learn nothing <laughs> about the two of us is we talk too much. And so if you <laughs> right. want to talk about stuff that you're interested in, give us a, give us some feedback. Let us know. Um, if you want to keep up with some of the stuff I have going on, the aforementioned uh, nothing but Netflix podcast with Rob sister, you know, is it released every week this week? We of course talked about selling sunset with Geneva and Asia Welsh. Um, and that was a great time. So check that out when it is released, I believe tomorrow um, or later on today, whenever this is released. Uh, also, I'm still talking about the walking dead on post show recaps as well. So um, fear the walking dead, and Walking Dead World Beyond are ending uh, this week uh, for mid-season finale and series finale. So check that out if you're a zombie fan or if you just like to listen to me talk. Uh, and then, of course, on Silent Podcast, you can t- uh, check me out with Sasha Joseph, one of our old um, guests. Uh, she and I are still talking about Never Have I Ever season two. And we are about to wrap that up. We're, I think, about ep- episode eight at this point. So we're almost done. So check out Sasha and I there if you want some of that content about that other Netflix show. And then also this week, um, we got to, um, well, I'm very excited to announce that uh, my good friend Isaiah, Eight Ball Bangers, his podcast mm-hmm. just released the last night. It would be um, his, uh, like RHAPs, Rob has a podcast, first dive into a music podcast. And so I was blessed to be a part of this moment for Isaiah. It's called Ox Court Approved with uh, Eight Ball Bangers. And I was his special guest for the first episode. We talked about Call Me If You Get Lost, the Tyler the Creator album, which is one of my favorites. Um, so if you want to hear my insight into that, you want to hear Isaiah, you want to keep up with the music, check all that out on uh, in our various locations, wherever you want to find them. But that's also on Rob Has a Podcast Network. Um, so again, that wraps everything up. Follow me mm-hmm. on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. And we will be back next week to talk about the next episode of Insecure. Uh, I believe it's called Chillin'. Okay. So uh, until then, take care and we'll talk to you later. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.